morning hello everyone and uh, uh, we have otis and we have a dozen of you so that makes it what how much is a baker's dozen but it does make for a good number of people uh, the number of submissions is only two this time so we should not be spending as much time but i did want to before we begin i wanted to uh, introduce uh, shiv kumar he uh, is uh, he's here i think yes he is and uh, he's the uh, he's the curator of the next anthology that the indic academy had uh, asked for submissions and uh, i think we got more than 50 submissions and uh, shiv kumar has uh, shortlisted uh, 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 10 authors uh, who whose works will be uh, published and uh, shiv kumar you uh, you wanted to make use of these uh, uh, you know open house sessions with otis to invite your shortlisted authors to submit their pieces and uh, and get feedback and and so do you want to talk just a little bit about uh, that for a couple of minutes before i turn it over to otis hello otis this is shivkumar here hi nice hi. to meet you uh, of course i have been uh, attending for the last 3 uh, weeks and i'm enjoying it so i'm working on um, um an anthology called indic women of substance and we are um, it, it's a collection of around 10 stories uh, where each character is um, you know from uh, some of the very important ancient books of india there are around there's a terrible echo and uh, you know i will separately send an introduction to each of the characters being uh, written and seven of them will be part of this uh, shiv kumar there is a terrible echo i'm not sure where it's coming from somebody else must go on mute okay let me take a look uh, anyone everyone who has their mic uh, mute on i'm now mute me i don't see where my mute is right off hand okay i have i have muted you and i have muted uh, i think everyone else so please continue uh, yeah. so i'll I'll begin from the beginning otis um i'm curating your book on the book title is indic women of substance and it consists of 10 authors and 10 characters um each character is from one of the ancient epics of uh, india some of them are very well known characters some of them are not so well known but very important characters uh i'll separately send a detail of which are the characters uh, that are part of uh, this anthology and what is the importance of each of these uh, characters so seven of those authors will be part of um Uh, these sessions and hope like uh, uh, aditi has been curating um, one of the uh, anthologies and i'm sure you know you have interacted with the, all the authors over there like that we want uh, the these seven authors to go through that experience and uh, they will uh, in the coming days attend these workshops and get uh, some feedback and hopefully at some stage they will interact with you um, on a one on one basis uh, as well so that is the um current brief and i will send a separate communication to you in detail about this any any uh questions sorters uh he is uh, so I'm, yeah oh sorry i'm muted um no it it sounds it sounds great are you are you is it then that you're looking um you already have um some writers that you're going to approach with these stories and then they're already there the character 10 characters the 10 characters the 10 write-ups the 10 authors they're already there right 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 and are you sort of divvying up the uh the the main characters these um among those writers and then they're going to take on the task of of writing their story um i did not understand otis well so you have you have uh, a number of characters these female characters 
Are you sort of divvying them up among the authors so that you then have representation of each of the no, characters? No, no, they've already the written it. They've already chosen their characters. They've already written the stories. Yeah. I've been interacting with uh, all of them. And they are, uh, this is the first anthology. In fact, we want to come up with more version in uh, uh, subsequently uh, uh, more books as well. And this is ready uh, in the sense that the basic uh, the basic draft is ready, and I'm working with them to um, you know edit it a bit, and they will interact with you after a round of editing. Okay, great. Uh, it sounds it sounds exciting. Um, it'll be a lot of material. You know, maybe um, I don't know whether you you'll want us to go over entire yeah well maybe abhinav you you and i maybe can yes, talk about how true. we'll how we'll format that so that yeah, it'll we, be useful to everybody we can interact correct, uh, correct. offline i will also send a email Correct. We can we can figure out uh, you know what works best. What is the most efficient, scalable way of uh, of doing this? But uh, uh, you know I I'm excited that in the coming weeks we'll get to see these uh, writing samples and you know everyone can benefit from uh, you know from from the feedback as well as get to you know get a glimpse into the writing that uh, you know these authors have done. So thank you, Abhinav. Mm -hmm. So with that preamble, uh, Otis, the floor is yours. Okay, thank you. Um, so I and I am missing one. I feel um, so. I had one submission that was kind of late. Uh, Hamang, uh, who I see here, is reminding me. So I just got it last night. Uh, Hamang, I, and it was a link to uh, to uh, Goodreads uh, review. So uh, will Hamang will will. Um, We'll let you know that how our format kind of works because I usually get a document of some kind of PDF and then I then I mark it up as you'll see and, um, and then we talk about it so we can all look at it. It's a little bit hard for me to negotiate um, the uh, the Goodreads profile. So that that hopefully among you'll um, submit that for next week on a PDF and then I'd be happy to talk about it. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Abhinav. Abhinav, you're on mute. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you, uh, Otis. I should have given that preamble at the beginning. So folks, for most of you, you know what the format and and uh, you know how you're supposed to submit it looks like. But for uh, Himang and, uh, uh, and, uh, and anyone who's new today, so take your writing sample about 800 words in length and put it in a Word document, double space it, use something like Times New Roman font size 12 and send it as a PDF to Otis. And what Otis does is he marks it up with his comments, feedback, essentially, uh, uh, you know, marks it up in the PDF itself and sends it back to you. And then we, and he goes over that to mark the PDF in these uh, Sunday sessions. So. Thank you. Otis, you are on mute. I just, just I just said some really brilliant stuff. So, but it's lost forever. Um, we have. <laughs> We have the, um, a, a review from Ram that I'm really looking forward to talking about. And we also have the ending scene uh, from Rashma's play, which I'm absolutely excited to see. And I hope that I'm gonna be involved in the staging because I'm feeling very, very involved in, in this work at this point. Um, the, um, so let's see, uh, is, uh, is this screen up? Yeah. And okay, so you've not uh, sent me the marked copies. I'm kind of almost seeing it for the first time now. Mm. Yeah, right. I just did it this morning. I'm sorry. About oh, that. that was a little bit quick. Um, right. So um, I think I think that this is really good. I think it's um, I for me, 
you know, what's coming together in terms of the themes of this play are really strong at this point. And it's really this, you know, I mean, obviously it's, it's a redemptive moment for Baldev um, at the end here as he sort of is pushed to the limit. I think you're really capturing that well. He's pushed to the limit in which he basically comes to another another place. It's not exactly an articulated place at this point, but I think it's a, a connection to the people that he knows and a responsiveness to them and, uh, and a basically turning away and a rejection of what Raj is, is suggesting is the nature of the world. And what I like about it is that it's not really 100%. It's not, I mean, it's the best thing that happens in a story. You're not making conclusions yeah. about what's right and wrong. It isn't a conclusion that Raj is wrong. I mean, that numbers, for example, don't exist or that a hierarchy of whatever doesn't exist. We can't really say that. But it's saying that um, at the same time, simultaneously, something else does exist and it can emerge. And I think that that's, I think it's really strong and powerful. And so I really only have two comments so one of them is just because I, I get, I, I, I become very visual about these things um, that it's, you know, what writers do, we're basically writing images, you know, for the most part and understanding dramatic events. So we're, we're casting plays. And, and so here, what I, what I would like to see is sort of an underscoring of what's happening. And the way it's playing out right now, you have Baldev comes out in the spot, right? And he calls up Raj. When Raj answers, he's there. And this is really, I'm getting into sort of like a staging thing or maybe just suggestions and you can just put it into your, your, your thinking. But I could see Raj there, like, and I'm also anticipating a little bit too. You know, either he's there with a calculator or, I mean, I don't know that you can get away with it, him being with, you know, those old kind of chunk, you know, like that. And the reason I like chunk is because I really do like music a lot. And I want him to do this chunk. And it's like a little bit of a setup for this song that's going to come at the end, right? It's setting up a beat. And he's there doing his work. And maybe even, or you could do something like over him, there's numbers, you know, like in those you know those old style signs with the red dots? You know, like that, you know, something like numbers, 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 algorithms, numbers, numbers. And he's there. And I love Raj, um, I, I will just admit, because he's so wonderfully consistent and he's so clear on his rightness. Um, I mean, it's not that he's clear on his rightness, it's that he doesn't have the ability to see outside of those parameters, as Baldov you know, essentially doesn't either. Um, so, so we have Raj come out, we have Baldev. And then, then to me, like, when he says the name, um, when Chutki is mentioned, I think she should have a light, right? She should be there. And then when Simran is mentioned, she should be there. So that what you're getting is you're starting to collect these people. So you have Raj with his numbers, and then you start having these individuals showing up to remind the audience of the humanity, basically, of the individuals who are being discussed. Um, and I just actually see that continuing. Um, the, there, there's one point what, that I'm going to get to in a second with Baldev, but um, where I feel like he should mention, um, you have to... What is um, Baldev's wife's name is, maybe you can remind me. Kumud. Kumud. So, and where he might mention Kumud, so that Kumud might come up, right? And then um, as we go down, you'll see I kind of really start going with this idea. Like I have, I have, then when he, right? So now all that, that family is there, right? And then, then maybe um, the neighbors, remember that came in and the, the yeah, earrings, they, they come up, right? And then he calls his brother and the brother comes up and the brother's family comes up. And then because I'm just a kook, I want the lights to come up on the stage hands, 
you know, and uh, the people behind the scenes, you know, like I want them all to come up. I want, I want the light to come up on the director and the audience. I want to, you know, I want everyone to start to show up, right? And then I really also want Raj and the sister to show up, right? And that starts setting up your, the, the dance at the end okay. because all of these people are suddenly taking a place. I would love the audience to come up, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like that that's the two things you're putting together. You're putting together humanity and numbers. Right. I mean, that's that's what the this ending is about. And right. uh and I think it's and I think it works so well with that sort of Bollywood tradition, which I love. I mean, who cannot love that, right? Um I I'm very excited about this ending. Right. Um <clears throat> Do some thinking. My, my, my comment is just in this section here. <clears throat> so this is the moment, and I think you're, you're doing everything right because you, you'll notice that I see exactly where the moment is. So that's your work, right? <laughs> You've done the work to take me right to this little nexus point, right, that I'm witnessing. But I feel basically that it has to go further. So so we have this conversation. So he says, there's nothing wrong with Simran, but the algorithm does not see her as a top candidate. Let's say Simran is an apple and the algorithm is programmed to pick out oranges from the basket, fresh oranges like Chutki. Okay, at first I was like, maybe that's too much, but then, then I got used to it. And, and one way to deal with something, and I also think it works for a play, you know, like thinking about the play because things happen quickly in a play. And you do have to really make a strong impression on people because they're only hearing words, right? So fresh oranges like Chutki is a little bit heavy, but I think it's appropriately heavy for a play. And then, and then one way to cover that heaviness is actually to have Baldev just come back. Uh, fresh, fresh oranges, it's a metaphor, sir. And then I'm, I, Personally, so metaphors are a really big deal to me, as I think they are to all writers. They basically, well, metaphors themselves sort of suggest the, the split that's going on here between numbers, which are these things that are sort of thought of as distinct, and metaphors. What metaphors do, of course, is they take two unlike things and say that they're similar, right? So that's the, that's the key to them. Um, I would like that sort of underscored a little bit. So it's a metaphor, sir. And then Baldev might say two things, not the same that are the same. I know what a metaphor is, right? So, and then Raj says, just a figure of speech. Right, I get it. In fact, we also have a metaphor in my family. It says there are men that are pansies. Now, I just stop right there because I feel like it's a little too easy and I worry that it just goes into a goes into a sort of easy idea and maybe a cliched stereotype of masculinity and effeminacy, kind of. And I don't think that that's finally where we're at. So, but but you say pan, you say there are men and there are pansies, and then the, then the next line, my girls don't like delicate pansies. So I would just separate those two, and in between. I think Baldev has to say something that basically expands the way I write it here is what is the difference? What is the difference between men and pansies? And that's what I want to know. You know, it, I, I don't want you to make it easy for us. I want you to expand our, our knowledge. Like what is Baldev really pushing against? Right. And I, and I think what he's pushing against is, is um, basically Raj's um, refusal of reality, in a sense. Like it's numbers, the numbers allow him to live in a world that is divorced from the reality of human beings. And I think Baldev is saying, you know, men and, and you know, and human beings more largely, when we're really living, we actually embrace reality and that's the reality of other people. You know, it's something of that nature. And I thought he might evoke 
um, his wife at this point about relationships, you know, the imperfectibility essentially of human interaction, the struggle of it. I don't know what he's going to say and how he says it, but I think that this is the moment to let, you know, and my advice for writing it would be, you know, read into it and, and this is in, in, in boxing, I probably have already said this, but the coach has said, you know, sometimes you just have to let your hands go. So you've done your training, you've done your work, you know your character, you let your hands go. And I think this is the moment to let your hands go. Do too much. I would always advise do too much. Don't put any restrictions on yourself. And then take a look at it and bring it down. And then when you bring it down, you'll kill it with artifice. And then you try and make it seem fresh again. And then, you know, it's the regular work. But it is the moment of this play. I think it is the moment. Right. And, and I like, so this, this little paragraph, this little bit of dialogue illustrates something that all of us should take away in our writing. So it's what, what I call, okay, I'm going to own this because I learned it from my daughter's Suzuki violin teachers, but it's a sandwich structure. It basically twinkle, twinkle, little star is a sandwich structure. It works. It has a bread. It has whatever you want. If you want meat, vegetables, cheese, you can do what you want. And then it has a bread on the other side. And you have that, you see men and there are pansies, and then you have girls don't like delicate pansies. So it basically takes us in that's a bread, and it has the bread that takes us out, but we need whatever's in the middle. We need that bigger thing. And it's exactly right. It goes deep, but then it comes out back to something maybe perhaps superficial. We can only stay deep for so long. And then, but, but I think it's, uh, so I think that the, what you have basically constructed here as a statement of, and this is really the climax to me, this is the moment of the climax of the play is a, is a good one. You just need to really find that thing that he says, you know, that thing that's going to completely surprise us and even surprise him. Right. Um, but I love it. I think it's, I think it's going to play great. I, I think you've done great work on this piece. Yeah, thanks to you. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just reading it. I mean, you know yourself. It's like when we, when we start getting. I mean, this is exactly right. The process that we've done over quite a long time. It's like yeah. really get these characters on the page as distinct characters. Once you do that, they take care of themselves. Right. We don't. We don't do anything. We just. We just. Uh, um, who was it? I feel and it's not Joyce Carol Oates. Um, maybe Flannery O'Connor. She said. She said. Uh, Every day I sit down at the typewriter because if something happens, I want to be there to see it. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And there's also something that uh, some people say that you just have to get out of the way once the characters are there. The writer has to get out of the way and let them do what they want to. Uh, right. So, and th I think this is this moment where I have to let Baldev say what he wants to say and just get out, stop, get now, and then see yeah. what he can come up with. Right. See what and 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 we're also we're trying to we're trying to arrive at new territory. So yeah. it's not it's not articulate. It's not it's not smart. It's not reasoned. It's not all the things that we bring. It's emotional. It's an emotional wellspring. Right. That that hits the air as language, but it's really a. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's the new territory. And we go into it, and then, yes, we come back from it. But we've had the experience of going to it for a moment. That's what we're seeking when we write something. 
<laughs> I would. You know, either he should take a shot of whiskey or you should, but something, you know, it. Yeah. We, we let our hands go. We let our hands go. It's not, we've done our training, we've done our language, we've done our thinking, we've done everything that we were doing. Now we just, whatever's happening, we, we don't, we don't have control. Right. Um, it's, it's great. I really like it. I, I, I so look forward to seeing this. Yes, yeah, so do um, I. Yeah. I, I feel like I have. So um, that's, um, it, it's been a wonderful experience for me to be working with it. Yeah, same here. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's take a look at Ram's uh, Ram, are you? Um... Yes, I'm here. Ram, um, I read this. So I read this with uh, with interest. I, you know, this is um, this piece seems to. It reminds me a little bit of work. I mean, I haven't read the original work or the, you know, the academic work of, that that basically breaks down the accuracy of the odyssey for example that you know basically i mean there were so many years right where people were like troy is just a mythical place and then buh, 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 they discovered troy you know it's like oh whoops so uh maybe it isn't so outrageous after all and then and then they sort of like mark how the journey you know meets various places on the mediterranean and i don't know what evidence that they found but i love I love that because I think that for me as a writer and a storyteller, it makes sense. Stories are not, so this is what I, this is where I've come to after many years. Writers don't invent things. We give language to what exists in the way that we're able to do it. Right. Right. I mean, we're, I mean, we're, <laughs> we don't make up a cyclops yeah. i mean how would we possibly do that you know uh so it has to come from something right. and and you know there was a you know there was such a long period in which whatever maybe it's the the age of enlightenment you know so-called enlightenment and reason and all that where we believe that everything you know essentially everything can have a logical structure that can be expressed in language well, that wasn't the case before, wasn't the case then, and isn't the case now. So, you know, I love I love what's being dealt with here. My um, my my sort of sweeping things are, um, I think. So. We want to identify our subjects very clearly. So that it's just a little thing, but so it's not a book that re-examines. So the book doesn't do anything. A book is static. It's an inanimate object, basically. Okay. It, it represents the active, you know, mind. So we want to really grab onto our protagonist and one of, so I'll, I'll, I guess I'll get to the second step in a second. Just claim the author. Yeah. So that's why I say like here, and you'll see how much it helps you because you you immediately get a real lean on it. You know who you're really talking about. Right. In the hymns of um, Harappa, um, Sai, you, 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 you can read for yourself, argues, argues that, right? So he's making an argument. It's a polemic, essentially, it sounds like. Um, and, and as you say later on, it doesn't really cover both sides of the argument. It's not a holistic treatment of all of the, of all the, the literature as an academic piece would be. It's, as they say in polemics, he's kind of, it sounds like he's cherry picking a little bit. Right. But that, but that does not mean that it doesn't have this spark of, I mean, as you say, it's like a fireside chat, right? And I like that, you know, there's, there's something great about a fireside chat too, right. except for, 
except for it is still helped by having some balance, right? Um, but but anyway, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. But I think understanding and getting that forward lean on what you're discussing, that it's really the author making an argument, I think will really tighten up this piece. Sure. Um, <clears throat> the other thing, I just sent this to you, so I know you probably haven't even seen it yet, but down at the bottom, I write. Um, so this is my little, my, little, my little spark of insight today, that an argument is a world, okay? So what happens in an argument is we frame two opposing viewpoints and that, and when I say frame, I mean exactly that. We frame it, it becomes the world of our consideration. Yes. Does that make sense? And then, and so what a book does and essentially what you are also doing in your review, but what we're always doing is we're bringing together these two things, this argument that is clearly fascinating to this author. And it's also clearly fascinating to you because you would not have read it yeah. because you see the frame and you're attracted to read the frame. This idea about the, uh, the historical accuracy of these ancient stories as I take them, right? That's something that intrigues you and it intrigues you for a reason. I would love to see what that is. You know, like, I know that I'm also intrigued by that. I mean, I'm intrigued by it because I, I love um, disrupting this idea that these are simply myths. Mm, right. Um, that, that, they are, that they are simply inventions because as I just said, I don't believe in simple invention. I don't think that's even possible. So clearly it's based on something and we can find the connections we just might lack the ability to find those connections or lack the understanding to find them. And usually that's more of what it is, right? Um, so because the argument's a world, I really want you to invite me immediately into that world. Mm. I want you to fascinate me with the argument. Now, this author is just one person making that argument, but you, in a sense, are another person who's holding your hands up and saying, I'm interested in this argument. Let's see how this author does with it. Right. Well, that makes that's, sense. Now, now, I mean, this is, that's what I want to read about because, because I go here, I say, you know, I'll remind you for most most are only going to read the review. We're going to be lucky if they read our review, right? The vast majority are never going to read the book. Yeah. So for, for you know, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the divine plan, we've gotten some reader to look at the first sentence of our, of our review. And now we have to do just what all writers have to do always is we have to grab that reader by the throat and we have to not let them go. Right, we have to we have to control their every experience, and the first way we do that is draw them into the world that we're talking about. Mm. Right, because they because just like all writing, you know, as I say continually, right, the only thing we know about the reader is that they want to flee the world that they live in of yeah. boredom, of chaos, of stupidity, of mon mundane. Anyway, you get it. They want to flee that, and they want to go somewhere else. And that right here, they want to go into that world of this argument. Yes. They want to involve themselves. So that's what... I, I, I like that. They want to involve themselves in the argument. Yeah, so that's, that's interesting. So this is something that applies equally to any piece of writing, not necessarily a review or a story, any piece of writing. Even, even it could even be a technical article, right? I mean... So even in a technical article, I'm making an argument. That argument is the world. And I need to invite the uh, reader into that world. That's the easy part. But how to do that is the question. <laughs> get, it, get it on the page in as distilled a way as you possibly can. Right. And so you, you actually, you do, you do two things. So it's the same. It's the same thing that we do in a story. It's the same thing that we do, in, as you say, in everything we write. We, we put the conflict on the page 
and we put the reason why we care on the page. Mm -hmm. Those two things, one and two. In fiction, we say conflict and uh, sympathetic resonance for the character, but it's still the same thing. It's the conflict and the sympathetic resonance. So like in this case, it's like, um, I mean, you can even start with that. You yeah. start with that. Is it, you know, human beings are fascinated with the accuracy of our own myths and traditions. Mm. We want to know where reality comes in and where fantasy seems to take over. Right. I don't know. I mean, whatever it is. I mean, that's really true. So this is really the setup. Um, and then you get, you know, after you set up that, and that really becomes, in a sense, a context, um, then hymns of Harpa take on this issue. The author is a lay uh, historian, da blah, da blah, da blah, you know, and now you go on. Yeah. Um, this is, yeah, I mean, it really is true, and you probably know it yourself. You're, you're, you're a voracious reader. I am too. I am, you know, you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to do much work to get me involved, but you have to get me involved in something. Right. Right. You, know, you can, you can get me involved in the, in the battle between the, the cone snail and, um, you know, the, the, the fishermen of the reef, if you want to. I mean, you just have to frame them for me. Right. You know, you put me, you let me go. No, anyway, I won't go on. I mean, I'm going to write that book now. But anyway, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how minute it is. Right. Right. Or how expansive it is. So long as you define the struggle and frame it, that becomes the world that we then go into. Yes. And that's what we want. Right. Um, then in the meantime, um, and this is really true. I've read, I've read a number of articles I've read a number of reviews of books that I have not read the book, but reviews of books, for example, in New York Times review of books, where I learn about the subject completely, right? I mean, that, and what you often have is you have uh, reviewers who are experts in the subject re yeah. reviewing the book that's on the subject. Yeah. And so in the meantime, once they got me, I basically become an expert in the subject and then I find out where this book contributes or doesn't contribute to that argument. Hmm. Right. And, and here in general, because, I mean, this is a world, again, I want to go into a world. This is a world you know. You do not want to exclude me because I don't know it. You want to draw me in. Just make sure, really, as you go through things, make sure that you uh, define, define your terms so that I understand them. I mean... I don't know. I don't know the the works of literature. I, sorry, I'm, I, <laughs> I've squandered my time with with Tolstoy, you know. But I don't know the works of literature. I don't know um, the uh, the the civilizations. I don't know even the regions necessarily. But teach me, right? Right. The the argument, the frame is the engine, it's the spine for everything else that you can do. Right. You have a passion already for this or you would not have read the whole book. <laughs> so, right, time is precious. So you already have a passion for it. Bring me into your passion. Don't worry about the book. The book will, the book is an excuse for you to, um, tell the world about how exciting this issue is, one that you feel deeply, and then you're and you're going to be on the page some in, in that regard. Right. And that's really my my main. Um, I, you know, I could go through some of these things point by point, but I think that that's the main thing that I want to say. Um, I think that this. So, in terms of the book, and I think it also goes along somehow this touches upon your feeling too. It's like, it's like this thing that we feel, we wanna have this connectedness, we wanna have this continuity. There's something that doesn't make sense to us when these things are sort of disparate. 
Um, the um, well, I was going to say something else. Um, oh well. Anyway, right here it's like the civil the civilization declined and the remnants migrated. So this seems to be pretty central to the argument. It is one that it is one that I actually intuitively um, agree with, and we actually the way the linguistics is a um, is a sort of dry way to try and deal with this sense of migration of stories, but the migration of stories is something that I intuitively definitely believe. You know, right. I mean, I know myself. Someone tells me a story about their dad, and then the next moment I'm turning it around and telling it as a story about my dad, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> you know, I just, I just steal it. I just take it. Um, I mean, I. You you bring up obviously the book brings up the story of the flood, which you know it, I I read that first as Noah right in the Old Testament, and then I read it later in Gilgamesh, right. Yeah. It was written in Sanskrit and Arcadian before that. Yeah. So these stories migrate. I was just, in fact, saying so the other day that, you know, there's aspects of the Jesus type character that's found in Krishna, that's found in Lao Tzu, that's found in Confucius. So how do these things move? Are they, do we, anyway, you understand what I'm saying. Sure, yeah. It's fascinating to me. Um, absolutely, absolutely. So I, I think that this, I, I mean, I think you could just clean this up for, for, so right now this is written for really someone who knows what you're talking about. Right. I think that that's fine if you want to put it someplace in, if the audience are all going to be familiar with all of these terms. Right. Then you're just saying something about a book for an audience that's already involved in the argument. Right. But I would suggest expanding it mm. because what what you're actually dealing with here and this argument is actually of universal significance to all of us. We're all interested in this because this is really the story about how we kind of how we think. And, and of course, these stories that we have and our desire to know the origins of them, that, that grounds us in a tradition that makes us feel, you know, well, grounded, I guess. Right. <laughs> For lack of a better term. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I just mainly, I, I felt um, your because of, I mean, the lack of footnotes and, you know, what you end up saying about the book, you know, that, and it's the cherry picking nature of it and things like that, that was all fine, but I did not get the thing that I really wanted was to understand this argument. Mm -hmm. um, then we can find out at the end that this book contributes because it does express our great desire to know these things. However, it fails in actually contributing to anything definitive on the subject. Yeah. So that's fine. But in the meantime, and then, and then I've seen reviews like this. I still wait for the great treatment of this book. Call it out. And I hope there will be more writers who take on the significant subject. Right. Right. That's a good way to, that's a good way to conclude. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, it is, uh, it's fascinating. I mean, See, I was caught. I was caught in the. I was caught in the crosshairs here, where I'm like, okay, the the reviewer here is telling me that this book doesn't work, but I'm really interested in knowing what the heck this this is about, and that that was your job to make me help me know that. And, uh, See, I had a certain uh, a reservation with the book, particularly in the, like you said, cherry picking and, you know, uh, I, I would have loved to see a number of footnotes, more explanations, a detailed bibliography so that I could go out and pick out those books, references. I love to do that. So there was a little bit of a personal disappointment which crept in, but what I really liked was the fact that a new argument was being presented, right? It's a new direction of thinking. So which is why I said that in conclusion that yes, it's a new direction of thinking. Right. Okay. So this is this is kind of an important point. You said what I liked 
was that it was a new argument. So yeah. I, I want like all of you who are writing reviews, I don't want you to just absent yourself. Okay. The way, the way we writers end up communicating is that we have a sense of us and we, and we understand that what we feel is also mirrored in what many people feel. So you can say, so when, so you can express that. I, for one, was really pleased to see this new argument, mm -hmm. right? When you say that, you need to know that you're actually communicating for many people, thousands, if not millions of people when you say that. Your right. emotional response is the same as other people's emotional response. So go ahead and admit that and connect with all those people. Right. Um, while this book, you know, left me lacking, I appreciated the, the, the invention here itself, a necessary invention. And I hope the next iteration of this book will come with more footnotes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, I, I, uh, but you left me wanting, Rom, because I'm like, this is the stuff that I, I mean, I live and breathe this stuff. The fireside chat, that's what I'm doing. I love those fireside chats. Absolutely, yeah. So good. No, I have, I have learned a lot from your sessions on writing reviews, and trust me, uh, had I written this review maybe six months ago, it would have probably been a little vitriolic. Oh yeah, little more than it. Um, yeah, now I can see that. So it's it's been really helpful. So thank you very much for that. Of course, there's a long way to walk still, but like they say, uh, if you're starting on a journey of a thousand steps, you take one step. There might be nine ninety nine left, but there's still one lesser to cover. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, a lot of fun. And again, I mean, just to underscore. Yeah, I had a question on reviews. I had a question on reviews. So you said that uh, in the format of reviews, I found that you had to start with a quotation, uh, a suitable quotation. Last time you said you liked the quotation, but it was a longer one. So I was thinking, uh, I was working on it, and I was thinking to put that quotation in the body of the article and do away with the quotation in the beginning because I was taking most of the reviews did not start with any quotations at all. I think that that's uh, I think that that's a sound way to go. Yeah, I think you know this. It's it's generative. It's generative, but I think isolating, finding the argument, yes. and the frame of the argument, and inviting the reader into that is a great um, is a great thing to do. And as I said to Ram, the two things that we want to do. So you frame the conflict. So what are the two ideas that are here? Well, one is that uh, these stories have no historical basis or very little, or it's fantastical. But this person's point of view is that it is historical and it represents a true history, if perhaps represented in a way that we have difficulty understanding. But then, so that's the first thing, that's the frame. But the next thing is actually the author, right? The author has to understand why is this relevant? And the way we understand how it's relevant is we understand and feel how it's relevant to us. How can we know how it would be relevant to humanity at large? We have no way of knowing that other than to be in touch, sorry, sorry to be hippy-dippy California on you, but to be in touch with our own feeling, how this, how this argument, how this story and this issue feels relevant to us. And I would suggest trying to express that. Because it's actually through you and your relevance, you, the reviewer, that the reader finds their relevance. Because that's how human beings are. We mirror each other. So it's through that that we actually gain our entrance and see its relevance to us. Otherwise, we're like, ah, what, do I, what, what do I care about this? You know, or, well, basically, or either I do or I don't. And we don't have space for I do or I don't. If someone reads the first line, we grab them by the throat and we don't let them go. So we make sure that they understand why it's universally relevant, no matter who they are. So Sorella, I, I, think, I think that that's a great thing to do. So I think that that's the strongest way to always begin. And that's the context. That's basically the context 
for then the book. And then we see how the book does in regard to that context. That's the best start. The quote at the beginning is less good because it's actually distancing for the reader because they're being involved in the book that they don't know anything about. They don't understand really anything. So contextualize first, contextualize the argument and the relevance, one and two. Same thing for our short stories. Same thing for everything we write. This is so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and Ram, I was going to say to you too, I just, just really want to continue to underscore that. The way, we, the way we understand the universal relevance is to feel its relevance in ourselves. Mm. And that way, it's, you know, we're, we're embodying this sense of universality, which we are. We're all human beings, we all basically work the same way. We all can be involved in this little world of, of conflict and and these issues are important to us. I was so aware in reading this review that no matter how you felt about this review, you read this book. So that was for not that wasn't for no reason, sure. right? So you got to get that reason on the page. Right. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's the two pieces we have this week. But it was really really fun, really fun reading. Um, I was going to, the, um, there's a, in uh, Indic, Indic Academy is somehow also associated with a, a yoga magazine called Soft Power. And uh, yeah, they, they did a short, inter they did a short interview with me. So if anyone wants to take a look at that. Yes, I did. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Very good. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I, I had a conversation, I had a conversation with uh, Soft, with the editor of Soft Power and, uh, and I, I, it's been on my mind because my body has been like, I don't know. I feel like I'm <laughs> just put me away in somewhere. And then, and I was like, okay, I had this conversation by God. I've used, I've used yoga as a metaphor for writing before. And so I used it again. I said, okay, by God, I'm going to have to go to yoga. And I started, that was three weeks ago. And I feel so much better. I'm just going to say, and I'm going to go to yoga in a couple minutes. So right. who knew, who knew the <laughs> confluence? So thank you, Otis. Uh, uh, and Aditi has shared the link uh, to uh, Otis's interview on the chat here. So you can uh, take a look at it. And uh, uh, we'll talk to you all next week. And uh, I think we'll have some more, uh, uh, you know, submissions by the, uh, you know, by the authors of the anthology that, uh, you know, Shiv Kumar talked about. So look to a very interesting couple of months coming up. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Thank you.